0: Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast.
1: Best day
0: ever. We are coaches, trainers, retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, but didn't start our careers doing this. Jason worked in public accounting and I worked in corporate retail until starting our dream business in which we help people from all different industries pursue their best day ever every single day.
1: The goal of this podcast is to interview both each other and other professionals making an impact on the world on how wellness is the fuel to
0: do whatever it is in life you want to do better. This podcast is about teaching people to actively pursue their purpose and how to use self-care to do it. We're here to show you how the best day ever mindset is available to anyone at any time, no matter your circumstance. It's your choice and we're here to encourage you. Have the best day ever. Live Better Podcast today is brought to you by our Chicago family Vital Proteins. So Vital Proteins, we've been working with them for years now, and they are... The kings of collagen Um, collagen is a super important building block for soft tissue and so you guys know that jason and i are always running around rock climbing jumping off things getting injured and so one of the biggest helps that we've found to repair our bodies is vital protein so you know me uh i am a matcha guy so i love their matcha latte Uh, which has the collagen in it as well. And then to be honest, I just love their standard basic collagen peptides to add into anything from a smoothie bowl to one of my morning concoction teas. And then lastly, the mother load, what I love the best is the collagen creamer. So I um, do not consume dairy so their creamer is dairy free with the collagen in it so when I make a concoction in the morning which can be a matcha which can be a cacao which can be a turmeric latte I throw in their collagen creamer um, blend that baby up and I have a beautiful morning latte so today's podcast is brought to you by vital proteins now let's get into the good stuff Jason and Brett, and Maggie, Once Upon a Pumpkin. We just had those blondies, those were really good. Ooh,
2: those were tell us favorite. about the
0: blondies, what's in them? What's in the blondies?
2: So the blondies are pumpkin, chickpeas, which you'd never know if I didn't tell you, peanut butter, maple syrup, and that's about it. Oh yeah, no, I said all the ingredients. Wow, that's amazing, Very so simple. What,
0: what inspired the, the blondies? So I besides me berating to make us pumpkin treats.
2: I was looking for something else to put pumpkin into. No, Um, I just feel like there's so many things you can do with chickpeas and beans, and obviously you've seen black bean brownies out there before. So I was like, why can't you blend chickpeas and see if those would bake into bars? And that and they those were born.
0: Wow, that's man. I wouldn't have done that on my own. So I'm <laughs> happy there are pioneers. So right before we hopped down, we were just talking about like how we met, uh, your journey. So let's just start with kind of what you're doing now, and then let's talk about that story because I think that story's fun. But it'd be good to just hear about like what you're up to now, what you're doing, what you're working on, um, and then we'll we'll dive into how we met and how we've become friends?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So right now I run the blog Once Upon a Pumpkin, Instagram, stuff with that. And then um, as a dietitian, I also contribute to a couple different wellness and health outlets and do some TV segments here in Chicago and um, counsel people one-on-one about their health and nutrition.
0: Awesome. That's amazing. So where did Once Upon a Pumpkin start?
2: so it started right about the time when all of the pumpkin products started taking over the shelves at the grocery store as just a fun way to show that um my friend during my dietetic internship just thought it was so funny that i was like eating pumpkin yogurt one day and she was like you need to start an instagram page about that like there's so many random pumpkin foods um so that's kind of where it started and then it just really evolved and grew Obviously I still channeled my love of fall and pumpkins, but you can do so much with pumpkin, both sweet and savory, and it's good for you. So I kind of brought that in along with um, how I like to make different recipes and just my lifestyle.
0: So talking about your lifestyle, um, obviously you're super active, you take our classes, you're always working out and doing stuff. So how does your lifestyle plus like your take on nutrition kind of like merge together?
2: Yeah, so I definitely feel like nutrition does not stand alone. Um, All the aspects of a healthy lifestyle kind of play off of each other, and it's really important to kind of have a well-rounded, lifestyle in that way. Um, You know, I do think our nutrition choices affect the way we feel and, you know, how we show up in the world. So obviously that's paramount to being able to do all of these things. And it's just one piece of the overall health puzzle. And so I really enjoy, like, helping people to see that just small things can make a huge difference um, in terms of their nutrition, which then can allow them to go out and do whatever else they want to do. What do you think,
1: other than spice latte is the easiest (laughs) way for people to get access to pumpkin in their diet in like a healthy way like where where do you start with people that are like oh i want to try more pumpkin that don't just
2: grab from starbucks so um pumpkin is available year-round you can buy it at the grocery store in a can and it's like 99 cents all the time so just adding it into things like a pasta sauce or baking with it, those are things you can do anytime and that'll just add more nutrition, vitamin A and fiber to whatever you put it into.
1: So walk us through like the initial introduction of, okay, you, what were you doing before you started the, the pumpkin Instagram and then like, how did that inform you wanting to grow this as a business? Like when did that start?
2: Yeah, so I started um, my career in PR actually. So I was a little bit on the other side of things. I was working on behalf of food brands and helping them find the right partners, whether that be dietitians or food bloggers to create recipes with their products or um, share more information about their products. And that was kind of really at the beginning of um, when Instagram was taking off and so, um, food brands were really interested in like, how, how else do we get our products in front of people and how do we equip dietitians with the knowledge um, to share that information. And so that's kind of what I was. I was a liaison between the two at a PR firm. And as I was doing that, I kind of thought to myself, you know, I kind of want to be doing this for my myself and not uh, helping these other people. Although that was great, and it did give me the skills to be able to go out on my own and start my own business, um, I did get to a point where I was feeling like, okay, I'm putting in all this creative effort towards somebody else's campaign, but how fun would it be to do it for myself?
1: And what was, like the, what was the first thing you did for that? What was the first like real work project where you were like, All right, I'm not doing the PR for someone else. I'm yeah. it for myself. I'm gonna make what?
2: Yeah, so it was um it was in the fall. It was right when I quit my job, actually it was the start of the fall and so it was a few pumpkin product projects and um, I think I reached out to a few brands that had, like, really awesome pumpkin foods that I loved, one being Simple Mills, I remember, and that was kind of the first time where they were like, okay, like, you have full creative freedom, you know, we know that you love our product, and we're excited to see what you come up with, and so then um, that got my, my, I got my feet wet with that, and it, it kind of went from there. That's
0: really cool. Yeah, it's so cool. So that, was that before, or was that after that we met?
2: That was, that was a little bit, Uh, That was a little bit after. A little bit after. Yeah. So
0: we were just chatting about the story, and I think we've nailed it down. So you came to a lunch and learn that Jason and I were giving a guest talk at Through a Sweat Life, who one of our friends runs, and that was like two months-ish before you quit. Yep. And then, so what was super cool about that is, like, Jason and I were just telling our stories, because we had just recently started Live Better. Yeah. Um, and oh. a year prior. yeah, I think we were like a year out and like kind of just quit our jobs We were just like talking about the journey and just like saying like, you know, this is a thing and like you were you were there and It was a small group. Yeah, and then I and then what we were just chatting about which is crazy Is that like I had written in my journal that I had given that talk that day And then it was a year after that talk and like you had been doing your thing for like, you know, ten months ish. Mm-hmm. That you like came up to me after our class and were like, "Hey, I just like want to let you know like that talk was like super inspirational and it was awesome." And like I quit my job and I was like, "No way!" Because I remember like the day before looking at my journal, being like, "I it was a year ago exactly." Yeah. And we were just like, "The stars aligned." Like, what are the wow. odds? Um, so like we just give you like you know it's super cool that like this like all works like that. Like it's so special that like yeah. we can inspire. And now like we just had a business conversation. <laughs> like you were giving us advice on things. Like it's just so cool that like it all works like that
2: I know and you know I'd always been like a big believer that the universe like gives you exactly what you need and puts you where you need to be but honestly since starting this entrepreneurial journey I like believe that so much more and have seen like physical examples of that happen to me and that is definitely one of them I mean it's so funny thinking back to that day when I went to your talk because I remember like I had 35 minutes for a lunch break. I had to run over to where you were giving the talk. And the whole time I was just thinking like, I was just starting to get that like antsy feeling like I knew that I wanted to quit eventually. I didn't know how, I didn't know when it was gonna happen. I had no date in the calendar, but that was definitely one of the first things that just really showed me after hearing your guys' story that like it is possible and that I should do it. And and so it really like stuck in my mind. And just a short two months later I was like, I I'm gonna do it. So I, I can't believe things happened like that. And <laughs> so to great. a year later I yeah, was that. still thinking oh, about oh, yeah. that instance. So
1: So now you have Instagram, which does a lot, and you are an author. So what other projects are you like currently working? your business for it because now this is gone beyond just like creating a couple projects like you have recipe books you've been on tv like talk about some of those things you're doing currently
2: yeah so um currently like looking ahead a little bit for once upon a pumpkin um as we were just saying like I do want to make a greater impact in terms of nutrition for people um and I feel like there are so many different avenues of nutrition advice out there. Obviously, it's very confusing for people. It's overwhelming, and so I kind of want to take that, simplify it, and create a course for people that they could take at their own pace online. Um, that just offers my perspective and a starting point for people when they are like beginning on their journey of health and wellness. How nutrition plays into that, and and what sort of nutrition philosophy like works for them, and kind of take it to the base from the basics to how they can implement it into their lives. So that's one of the things that I'm really excited about and hopefully will be finished this spring or summer. Um, something else that I've been working on with another dietitian actually is a project to help um, other dietitians, bloggers out there, uh, connect with like-minded brands and grow their their business too. So as I am passionate about the business sides of things, I realize that my PR experience has shown me how to like navigate some of these situations. And some people might not have that, but, you know, have an audience that they want to share messages with and really dive into that. So I'm excited to work on that with her and hopefully help other dietitians take their side hustle full time.
1: You said something in the the first thing you said about, you know, pushing your nutritional message further than like the brand work that you're doing mm-hmm. and definitely outside of like working with just pumpkin as one food ingredient, obviously What like can you describe what your nutritional philosophy is or like yeah. where you might start with a course like that? Just to get people like your thoughts and perspective on food.
2: Yeah, so um, As a starting point, uh, I really want to take things back to basics. I feel like food groups these days are attacked and but nobody really understands why or like why carbs are important or you know uh different aspects of nutrition just on a very basic physiological level um and how that goes on to affect you know other choices or how you feel later or your mood um so definitely a starting point would just be giving people knowledge of like why that food component component is important for their body um and I think just clearing up some of that confusion is huge and a great starting point for anybody um on their nutrition journey
1: what do you think is like the biggest mistake people make when they're just getting into wanting to eat healthier like what are people incorrectly focused on especially now because even even with someone with a lot of experience like I know what I'm doing for sure but it's it's a confusing landscape because like supplements are almost touted as like more important than whole foods like all Mm -hmm. we see are the supplements all we see are the brands pushing like packaged products forward and advertising is just bountiful so like yeah. Where, wh- what do you see people incorrectly focused on and like where would you push people to start?
2: Um, you know, one big thing that sticks out when you say that of like where I feel, you know, is kind of like the misconception is um, people are quick to eliminate food groups or because gluten and dairy free have become so popular, assuming that that's exactly what they need to do to achieve health or cutting out carbs completely more on like the keto thing and and I feel like sure while that that's great and could maybe have some short-term benefits that they want and maybe that'll give that to them I feel like we just pass over like the creating one simple habit a day and then building off of that and how that can actually give you like sustained consistent results in the long run with your health um I also feel like people um obviously like young people we don't think about like disease states very often unless we're affected or someone in our family is affected but eating for longevity and maintaining these habits through the rest of our lives like that's that's super important so if I can hammer that home a little bit um, versus doing a quick fix that's not going to teach you anything about your body or how you should be fueling it
1: got it so you just have people start like basics let's iron out like just a couple good starting points before trying to overcomplicate like some type of framework or template what do you think like What do you think is something that, like, the food industry is all moving towards that you you personally are moving away from when you give advice? Hmm. It kind of ties into the last thing. Like, for instance, I'll give you a good example. In fitness, I would say people are moving towards, like, overdoing it, like, adding so much volume. And we're realizing that, like, if more was better, everybody would just stay longer in the gym or, like, go harder. But training – as like a philosophy rather than just working out or exercise in terms of volume is a smarter way for it because the body doesn't work like that. Like More volume, more intensity is not always better even with the rise of like classes obviously. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like training and putting things in a plan is a better way to achieve it. So like what's something that food brands are moving towards and promoting because it's buzzy that you are like moving away from?
2: Um. One thing that comes to mind and nothing against collagen, like, I do feel like it does have its place. But I am seeing collagen just in such random foods that I'm like, this really is a little like unnecessary in here. I feel like I just saw popcorn with collagen like at the grocery <laughs> yeah, store. So that, yeah. I think, like that's just like a little superfluous in my mind. It's yeah, up. yeah. And so that's where, like I think food brands, some food brands will attach to, um like a supplement or something popular and then like plug it into whatever their product is and it just seems very like mismatched um one thing i will say like as on the flip side as like a trend that food brands are adopting and that i do see like rising right now is plant-based um i feel like in this last like three months all these brands have come out with new plant-based products um, which, again, I think can be great, and people just kind of need the education behind it and wh- why it's good and, like, how actually can they adopt it in their lives.
1: Yeah, that's, that's interesting because I eat a lot of meat. <laughs> but, I do, <laughs> yeah. but I do find value in dosing the meat correctly. That's mm-hmm. like it's another volume thing. It's not just like, oh, more meat equals more protein, which is better. It's like, no. Right. The correct dose of protein from the correct source is better. Right. Not just adding on more and more and more
2: right Especially yeah
1: when we've like when we think that that is like the major building block of muscle and sports performance and recovery It's just like as much protein as possible which just gets linked to meat right away yeah that is the cool thing that a lot of those brands a lot of brands now are pushing forward like
0: plant-based supplements yep to address performance needs
2: yeah that's cool i haven't seen those yet but
0: so what about um when we're talking with You know people that are engaging with you and past clients and stuff like that obviously a lot of food comes down to the way in which you see what you're eating and the thought of what you're eating and how you're eating it and why you're eating it I Mm -hmm. mean a lot of it is people have thought one way and then they go down one way and then we come out 50 years later that the food pyramid was wrong (laughs) it's just like but that's what we grew up on so I think like You know, one of our, you know, pushes for how, like, this segment of our podcast is going is just around, like, relationships in general. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: I think a very commonly overlooked relationship is your relationship with your food.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: You know, people either eat because they're on a diet, so they they need to fill this gap, and that's all they can have. They're either eating because they're trying to lose weight, they're eating because they're trying to gain muscle, or they're eating because it's what's ever in front of them, or because they're out to dinner and they're like mm-hmm. having a cheat meal, it's their birthday. It's like when you talk to somebody or you know, you you have somebody that that seeks your advice, and this is kind of like a personal question too, it's like, what is your relationship with food? And then how do you instill a positive relationship with food? with anybody. And I think you do a really good job of this and you're very open about this on your social platforms. And a lot of it is just like making it fun and making it exciting and making it different and putting chickpeas in a, in a brownie. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you know, that's a good way to start. So, you know, if somebody's thinking like, well, I I really want to get started, but like, all I can think about is the calories or all I can think Mm -hmm. about is the amount of fat or the carbs. Like where would you start with somebody just to be like, Hey, like this is like my relationship with food and like, this is how you should start to think about yours.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my relationship with food has grown and evolved and it's still growing and evolving. And, and I think that's pretty common for everybody. I mean, yeah, you you grow up eating a certain way and then you go out into the world and you hear a million different other things and it like all molds you in a little bit of a different way and, and has you look at food a little bit differently based on what your friends say, what you see in the media, like social media, all of that stuff. Um, so it's just interesting. I mean, I definitely had a little bit of a toxic relationship where I was like very focused on all the numbers, very focused on the calories, very focused on like having less of everything and working out more and running more and and so like all of that was like very stressful not only for my body but emotionally and so like coming out of that and, and actually learning about nutrition and, and that was kind of early on in college and so as I learned about it my relationship evolved with it and and so looking at food as a way of some as something that brings us together which it is like that'll always have emotional ties but if you can stop associating like good and bad foods and kind of put it all on a level playing field and then have fun with it. I mean, for some people that's taking one day a week and making dinner at home or Challenging themselves to buy a certain fruit or vegetable that they a thought they didn't liked or b be um, Never had before so kind of slowly rediscovering um, the foods you do like the foods that do make you feel good um, And I'd say like quieting some of the noise um, Taking a look at who you're following who you're taking nutrition advice from that can all like be front of mind when you are Looking at your food and you may not even realize that so really, you know, maybe you do need to work with a dietitian to get to that point, Um, but kind of taking a step back and being like, I'm consuming my diet of this information and this and this, and now I'm looking at my plate and I have no idea what to eat because I'm so confused. Um, And it does take work to like kind of get back to listening to your body's cues and the foods that make you feel good. But I'd say a good starting point is um stop labeling the different foods um if it's causing you like mental stress put it all on a level playing field and and take it back to basics
0: yeah i love that i think that it's it's just one of those things that it's everybody or a lot of people and i just like love how you're just like like your philosophy on this is just like so even keeled because a lot of people just put in like like they go down one route and it's just like you have to go this way Mm -hmm. but it's like at the end of the day it really is just like deciding what you're eating and why you're eating it and how you're eating it And it's like yeah. all of those factor and I think one really good point that I liked that you said too is your relationship two points your relationship with food develops so it's different when you're you know, in college and trying to survive on a budget, and then it's and then you're like trying to look a certain way, and then you're trying to hit a performance goal, yeah. and then you're just hit a kid, and like it develops, and that's it great, does. yeah. And then the other side of that, and I think this is something that like I've been really focusing on, and I know Jason and I have been as well, is like we kind of talked about this like like you know detoxification point of removing unnecessary information that's coming in. So we used to watch TV and advertisements <laughs> or commercials and you could just leave the room or you could mute it. But now it's like there's so many conversations now that you're having people like what ads you're getting on Instagram. Like that's a conversation. like, oh, I just got this ad on Instagram. It's like a cute (laughs) new thing. And you don't realize like that is, there's a reason you got that. But also the people in which you are choosing to follow really dictates the way in which you are the relationship you're having with yourself and with others and with food so I think one thing that's really interesting with you is just like you were like just take a look at who like if you're following people on Instagram and you're seeing their points of views around nutrition like make sure you believe in the philosophy not just like the way they look right or like the fact that they can like do a handstand or a backflip or like have a six-pack and just like really think like do I believe in the philosophy behind this and am I like self-educating myself enough around what they're saying because even if you kind of believe in it or you're really in it for the way that they look like every single time that you see their stuff on your feet it is like in your head forever
2: right right and you know nutrition is like still fairly an early science it's always changing and unfortunately sometimes the media loves to blow up like one tiny line from a study that was done on like 60 year old males like in a you know cube somewhere like that doesn't pertain to our lives but then that's the headline the next day that like you need to be doing that so yeah i think it's really important to like take a step and like do a little detox of like okay where am i getting this information because like subconsciously it's staying with me in my own choices um and I think like quick fixes and and doing things based on how you see people look are, is like very attractive. Like you're like, "Oh, I need to do that. It seems like it's working quickly." What's less attractive is like staying in it for the long game and like learning about why you're doing that to like continue to do that your whole life.
0: What are um, a couple we'll go a couple of rapid fire questions. Did you <laughs> watch Game Changer, game Changers the documentary? I haven't
2: yet. Okay. Nope.
0: I will we'll table that um, <laughs> I know one thing I was gonna get into that was like it's like documentaries around food are like crazy it's mm-hmm. like what the health comes out and like nobody wants to eat eggs like they're like eggs cause cancer. I know it's like all of this stuff and so it's like one of those things where it's like you know like where you get your information it's like where are some of the places that like you got gotten your information mm-hmm. and I know like you're educated in it so that's one thing but even being educated and you could disagree yeah. like like you said it's such a new thing that like I was just listening to a podcast, which was about the Game Changers, and it was a guy that rebuttaled it, and then he was talking to the guy that made it, and, like, they were going back and forth so much, and, like, one guy was proving one point, and then the other guy was proving another point, and they were research going off, like, 800 different studies and, like, putting it all together, and, like, at the back of my head, I'm just, like, thinking, it's just, like, neither of these guys are experts in nutrition, and this, is, <laughs> this podcast has a million views. Yeah. And so everybody is now getting their information from people that aren't necessarily experts, so you really have to just like, I mean, in today's day and age, and with these new sciences and studies, like you really have to trust the people you're you're going. So like, who do you trust? Who do you yeah. look for? Um, and like, maybe what are some of like the research things that you've like studied or done that like have kind of honed your like style of eating and philosophy around food
2: yeah so i mean again like i i like to think of myself as like fairly open to all viewpoints like i want to listen to what that guy has to say and the rebuttal and then then do my research on the back end so i uh you know Subscribe to like various research journals that kind of come out with different things as like the research comes out And that's good to see and most dietitians are subscribed to similar things But again, like I do hit up some of those like mainstream websites um to kind of see what their take on things are too. One of my favorite like very credible sites is MindBodyGreen. I really do like the way that they evolve or intertwine like the science and the art of like nutrition and wellness. And they'll get a lot of people's different opinions. Um, And sometimes, you know, you read one of those articles and you still have to do a little bit of research. So I think it's, you know, everyone should feel empowered to like go out, like do a little digging and don't take the like first tiny line you see of a study For like face value, because there's probably a story behind that. You'll probably hear like that that's um, refuted later on or whatever. So in the next article, article. yeah. Yeah.
0: That's super interesting. I think that getting the information that that's just like been the thing. Like that's been like tough for me is like there's just so many sources now. I know. There's so many opinions. Yeah, and you have a bias. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, but what I have continuously and I I agree with like the the plant based philosophy because. Like, everybody studying, like, in that in that little argument, they were all going back to, like, well, if you eat, like, organic and, like, mostly plants, like, that's, like, the best thing. And then they just kept going back on it. So it's, like, I agree with that. That's how I eat. That's how I train. And I feel like it's helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, what would you say are, like, a couple, um, like, you know, like, besides pumpkins, uh, a couple, <laughs> like, good foods that you think people are, like, missing out on that might be, like, you know, you're going to create this plate, mm-hmm. right? And what would be a couple, like, f- you know, key, like, either foods or food groups, and I'm not talking fats, carbohydrates, and proteins, like, you just, like, what are some foods on there that, like, are, like, a good starting point for somebody to make, like, a nice, like, colorful meal? And I know they can go on your Instagram and just scroll and <laughs>
2: see
0: the colors. But like, what would be, like, a like a simple recipe that you would have, like, in your book would be, like, page one.
2: Yeah, um, that's tough. There's a lot of things. Um, One thing that comes to mind is, like, a... Kind of simple, um, easy to customize in season like grain bowl. Just as you said, like eating in color, that's very much part of my philosophy, and it's so easy to do really if you you know walk around the vegetable section at the grocery store. So, um, you know, building that bowl with whatever types of colorful vegetables you like, a source of fat, so maybe that's avocado. It's olive oil, that's nuts. Um, you know, greens, I always say, like, it's so simple to just add greens to whatever you're eating. Leftover pizza, like, have a side salad with greens. Whatever it may be, like, that could be really simple. So, What I, are some
0: greens you would add in? Are you talking sprouts or spinach? Or, oh, yeah, yeah, sprouts,
2: spinach, yeah, those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like those. I mean, I do, like, um, you know, kind of play off the season when I'm picking things, too. So, like, right now, I feel like, Winter time, citrus is in season, Um, so I like to do a lot of different things with that. So um, filling your plate with color. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Great. Um, We always like to ask, as kind of like a wind down, obviously, you signed the best day ever wall. Mm -hmm. Um, If you could wake up tomorrow and have the best day ever, besides what we did in Tulum. Yeah. which, (laughs) uh, Which, interestingly enough, Tulum, where we went, was all vegetarian. Or was it vegan? Yeah, no it, was, it was all vegetarian. Oh yeah, are a fish. yeah,
2: it was great. Yeah, it was
1: fish. So like that was interesting. That like, was actually the first full week of my entire life without eating
2: meat. Really? Yeah,
1: first, but you said you felt good. I felt fine. Yeah. And someone else is cooking that for me, I can't <laughs> make that type of stuff like just on a whim. Like I would have to sit down, and I think this has always been something. Sorry to like derail your best ever question, but, like, no, no, it's always been a challenge for me to come up with a consistent menu. Like I like things that I can repeat which makes it easy. So, like, I'll go to – I could eat the same thing. I could eat a Harvest Bowl from Sweetgreen every day for lunch. I have
2: one literally in my bag right now. They're
1: the best. I could eat a Harvest Bowl from Sweetgreen (laughs) every single day for lunch. I could eat the same – I could eat an Ancient Grains Bowl from True Food with steak on it every single night for dinner. And then I could have the same, like, couple bars and, like, little snacks that I like, I love one type of protein, which I drink with chocolate almond milk, which is like the only consumable like liquid sugar I have during the day, and it's not that much, Um, and it comes on the back of a workout, so like my body's craving glycogen anyway. Um, I could eat the same exact thing every day. I always just wonder just like whether I should do that, but with the variety thing, like when someone else is cooking for me, like I don't really mind, but I don't um, live to eat. Like at yeah all. like i just don't care so just give me the basics fill the plate but like yeah. convenience is a huge thing for me yeah and i think that week was like it was the yeah. first time i'd ever strung together days so like because so good it was already pre-made yeah, it's so convenient good. yeah um and it's really really good which was like super encouraging to me because i'm on the camp where i'm like just give me meat like, <laughs> just give me a big steak Give yep. me chicken give me anything that i can get my hands on that i'll eat um and that was the first Literally probably more than three days, two days maybe even. I went out the whole week, obviously, no meat. And, like, felt pretty good. But it was definitely, like, more complicated, like, wide variety of
2: foods. Did you mm-hmm. have a burger when you got back? Uh, no. I don't.
1: I didn't rush back to meat. I don't remember oh. what I ate. I probably went to Sweet Yeah. <laughs> With chicken it, So we probably had some chicken. Yeah. I was probably like, oh, damn, I don't have cook anymore. like,
0: I got to go get food.
2: Yeah. Well, that's kind of funny because I feel like people think dietitians, like, make these extravagant meals every day. And, yeah, I do cook for my blog, and I'm always, like, creating a recipe. But I am also a creature of habit. Like, I eat the same things for breakfast. I buy the same types of groceries, you know, aside from seasonal things that I'll sprinkle in there, like, pretty consistently too. Um, But one thing I will say to challenge you on the – routine of eating the same thing over and over again is, like, there is new research coming out about how your gut um, bacteria, like, needs that diversity, um, which I think is super interesting. I just think that anything with gut health is really crazy cool. So um, whenever I think about that, I'm like, okay, maybe I should incorporate, like, something new in here or get a new, like, ingredient and try to use it in a fun way, because that's probably helping, like, my gut flora be extra good, too. Yeah,
1: my question is always, like, what is the like? What is the minimum effective dose of variety to like get the get the yeah. diversity of foods? Like, is that just changing lunch? Like, can I still eat the same thing for dinner? Is that just <laughs> like switching everything down to like the type of coffee you drink? Like, is that yeah. causing problems? Like, you never really know. It's hard because I think the nutritional like data testing is becoming a bigger part of nutrition science as an accessible way to make people healthier, like, hey, your biomarker for X, Y, Z is low. You need yeah. to like, supplement X, Y, Z to fix it is now much more common than before where it's like, oh, just go take antibiotics. And <laughs> <fix> whatever <laughs> you were doing, right? So now, like, we have much more data to see into that. And it's just, like, it's hard for me because I am such a creature of habit, like, and I don't crave this, like, wide variety of mm-hmm. foods. I don't have this, like, massive urge to go try a bunch of stuff. It's just, like know tell me exactly what I need to change and I'll do it but like the minimum amount
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no yeah I I don't have the answer to that I don't know if it's down to the coffee that you drink on a daily basis but that's interesting um you know I do say like challenge yourself a little bit get creative in the kitchen um and see if you can just add a few more different meals on a weekly basis um and maybe you'll find more enjoyment out of that too more than you'd think
0: all right, now we can get back to questions. Yeah. question. Yeah. Um, so we just, you know, best day ever is our whole <clears> thing. You came on one of our retreats. You sat in a Skull with us. You know that. Oh, that man. That was crazy.
2: That was real. That was nuts. That was real. That was awesome. You have
0: never done one. Get <laughs> in a Tame Skull. I what cannot, you you I
2: cannot believe there. that I sat through that whole thing, honestly. It there there awesome. were moments where I was like, I'm going to like a, I'm gonna have to get the out, the out of here. Like, 400 degrees in that thing. It was unbelievable.
0: And and we that was just... one of the
1: things
0: Yeah, that was you, literally. But you couldn't see, <laughs> you could hear though. You could hear it. You yeah. see. I mean, you were just going nuts. It was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was, awesome. yeah, that was unlike What'd anything I've ever true? done.
2: I I loved it. I yeah. mean, I, I talk about it and tell people about it to this day. Um, I feel like so lucky to have been a part of that yeah, because awesome. of the people that I met and me, you guys, obviously, too, um, put on such a great program and, and just atmosphere and energy, really. Um, it's, it's crazy. I feel like, you know, you don't expect to work out with people and then like stay friends with them and like bond over feeling good and, and, and reflecting and meditating. And that was so powerful. Like the experiences we had, I feel like bonded us all together. And yeah, I just have so much respect for everybody who was on the retreat and, and you guys for putting on like such a thoughtful program that I think is so inspirational for people and I'm sure it made a difference in everybody's life after the trip I know it did for me
0: yeah we had I mean that was like that was such a good crew was such a fun crew my whole so family fun. was there yeah. <laughs> yeah you're all fans I <laughs> mean <Yeah, we, laughs> okay, it was awesome we got to go travel to different, like different cool spots we sat a freaking Hot sauna for three hours. I mean, it was, that was awesome. That yeah, was great. Yeah. It was uh, awesome. So obviously, like you, you know, you came on the trip, and we talk a lot about the best day ever. So we just love to ask people on this show, and it's like you don't have to go some crazy extravagant route of like I would yeah. wake up in Paris, then I would take a trip to Bali, and then I would like <laughs> hop on whatever. But if you could wake up tomorrow and and just do anything, what would your best day ever look like?
2: This is such a tough question, and um, you know, I'm so I feel like really torn and grateful at the same time that. That my like vision is like almost what I live on a daily basis. Like I feel really lucky that I can mold my schedule so I can do different things when I wake up. Like I can take it slow for a minute if I need to, um, and like follow my passion for these projects and and help people in the way that I in the way that I want to be helping people through nutrition. So I honestly like wouldn't change too much potentially, like, where I live, because it's, like, gray and cold right now, and yeah. right now. it's not inspirational for, like, the happy vibes, yeah. um, the no pumpkin, sunsets. No, pumpkin <laughs> sunsets, no pumpkins, and no sunshine at all, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, again, like, there isn't too much more, I feel, like, very grateful yeah. for the things that I have in my life currently, and, um, I, I truly, I feel like I'm living my dream. Amazing. So best day ever is like kind of like an attitude. And if I adopt that during the day, then, then it, I know it's gonna be the best day ever.
0: Awesome. The one thing that we have to do to create the best day ever is have a puppy play date though. Oh my God, What I was
2: gonna, yeah, I was gonna see it today. You it <laughs>
0: that um, that's amazing. So where can people find you? Um, social website, uh, books.
2: Yeah. So, Phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so you can go to onceuponapumpkinrd.com, and I'm onceuponapumpkin on Instagram, and you'll get all the info you need right there.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Maggie, for stopping by, for you know, mm-hmm. sharing your story and your journey, and we're just like proud of you for oh my God, creating yeah. your yeah, best day ever. Great. So cool. I'm. Be on the come up.
2: I'm yeah. so happy to go know way. you guys, and thank you for having me on. Yeah.
0: yeah. Amazing. Peace, team.